And we're going to see you uh, running around in the can outfit anytime soon. Oh, possibly. Roaming Maddie in the can yeah, outfit. Is there a festival coming up where we can oh, get it's it There's always out? a festival. Yeah. You know, Tony, there might be a couple of different sizes of that suit. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I'll tell you what, get some orange tights on me and I'm there. I just can't wait. I've already got the white shoes, yeah. which is, uh, works really well. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of A Beer with the Brewer. Uh, this week we are joined by Jeremiah again. Thank you, Matthew. How are you, mate? I'm good. How are you, Very mate? Very well. And we have a special guest on today, Tony. How are we, Tony? Well, very well, mate. How are you? So for those that good. don't know Tony, he is a co-owner of yes. the brewery. Um, he's been around from the start, I believe. Yeah. They, uh, I think he has actually. Yeah. A long time reveler. Yeah, a long time reveler. I think reveler. I recall having dinner with him before I'd even started yeah. the revel. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Out on the deck of my old place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So somehow he didn't scare me off then. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. A lot of love in the revel family. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got Tony on today. Um, this beer we're about to have a look at, I think, holds a pretty special place in your heart, mate. Mm. It does indeed. It was uh, our first birthday, and Maddie said, Hey, Tony come and help me brew a beer. And all that really involved was me having a shovel and digging out some old grains. <laughs> um, but it's the first beer I brewed and it's pretty great. Love it. Yes. And uh, very much enjoyed it on our first birthday. Maybe a little bit too much. But, uh, it's, it's great, easy drinking, love it. I did actually forget until you reminded me before that you came in for the brew day. Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah very yeah. good. I was, yeah, there's it, definitely DNA there. Well, probably, I think I hurt myself. <laughs> uh, that's what we're like to. Uh, a drop of Tony's blood makes every beer better. It really you know? does. I think yeah. on the brew day, if I recall, it was a few years ago now, um, mm. the brew didn't run very well. Um, this being quite a big beer. Big beer. Um, we brewed it over at Oxford Street, loaded up the mash tun full of malt. And I think I got a stuck mash in mm. the early days. Um, so it didn't run very well. You mentioned you just had to duck up to the supermarket to get some sugar. Yes. So we chucked a few bags, bags of, of white wings, white wings into. Yeah. Boost oh, the gravity up to get yeah. the, the alcohol up. And I think there was a whole heap of water in the water time, thinking back. It was a big mess. Yeah, I we ended up with a big mess. So you were shoveling, literally was, shoveling up I the malt shoveling. out of the restaurant. Um, we were basically brewing in the restaurant at Oxford Street. It was great. Yeah, so fun times. <laughs> Excellent times. Yeah, so... So tell us a little bit about this, um, this beer, Matty. The Revelry Double IPA. Yeah, so obviously, as we were just talking about, we brewed it for our first birthday. Um, one beer, which was nice. Yep. <laughs> As Each opposed year, to this is getting more and more challenging. How many this year? Yeah. Well, five. five. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a challenging time. <laughs> Better start planning for that though. So right? back in the day, we only did one beer. Um, yeah, Tony came in and brewed it. We're like, let's do something special. Um, so we brewed the the double IPA, which is mm. pretty much the big brother to our Rebel IPA, mm. which has been there since the beginning. Yeah. Yep. Um, the idea really was to just soup up the IPA a little bit more. Yep. Not that it really needs it. So <laughs> It's already 7.5%. Yeah, so a lot of double IPAs, even our IPA would normally be considered a double IPA. At yeah, it's very close, isn't it? So I sort of wanted to make it, I guess, that next step um, from seven and a half, so nine. Nine, yep, you know. <laughs> just a nice, easy drink in nice, nine. Nice number. Um, but the first batch came out really nice. It was quite approachable for a beer that was so big. So is that, is that challenging, making a beer that's truly balanced with that high ABV um, for an IPA style, having it so it's not too offensive in terms of alcohol or potentially bitterness? Yes, definitely. Yeah, so how do you, how do you achieve that? 
Um, there's a couple of ways you can achieve it. I was actually having this conversation earlier with one of the boys asking me about this. Um, as the beer gets bigger in alcohol, basically you need more malt or more fermentable sugar to get achieve that higher um, ABV. But it also makes everything sweeter. Mm, it does. Um, the alcohol itself adds a sweetness and mouthfeel, and then just by purely all the extra sort of sugar and leftover sugar left in the beer. So you can achieve balancing that out a couple of ways. Um, the main way in an IPA is with bitterness. bitterness. Um, so we sort of ramp up the bitterness to match the sweetness in the beer. Mm. Um, and then you can also sort of tweak the pH a little bit. So I was talking about pH before. Yes, on the, a couple of podcasts ago. Yeah, so if you sort of, roughly as a rule, the lower the pH, the sort of more thing crisp um, yeah. and approachable a drink will be. Is this is this somewhere around the 3.84? No, not quite that low. It's probably more 4.2. 4.2? Yeah. Okay. Anything under four is almost considered a sour in beer. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um, with red wine, as I've spoken about, some of the pH in that is down to 2.5, 2.8, yeah. which yeah. is, you almost drink an acid. Mm. So that's pretty good for your taste. Yeah. Full of sugar and acid. <laughs> so that's sort of what I've tried to do with this, balance the bitterness while also not making it too bitter. Um, I find sometimes with a beer like this, it might be awesome for the first half of the beer. Yeah. And then you really got to get a knife and fork to chew it yep. to get through it. So there's definitely a balance in getting it bitter enough to balance the sweetness in the beer and at the same time not making it too bitter where it's chewy. Yeah, and that's kind of what one of the things that you try to achieve with all your beers, isn't it? That yes. perfect balance between kind of drinkability and actual flavour yeah. rather yep. than a, a style guideline or some technical brewer's spec. It's... How, how can you enjoy a full can of this? Or maybe two, yeah. well, maybe not this one. Yeah, maybe not this one. <laughs> rolling around like an untrained shareholder or co-owner. <laughs> <laughs> we better um, crack it over. Yeah, we better crack it. We've been, we've been talking about it. It's I nice. haven't actually drunk this beer yet. No, no first time for this me. This is the third batch and I'm, I'm extremely excited. Um, I did try one when I got home last night from football training. I, I, I did see that photo. You were in an interesting location, weren't you? Uh, that might have been the night before, actually. Oh, was, that, after <laughs> was that bath beer? Having a bath time and uh, enjoying a beer. Oh, look at that. Beautiful foam. Oh, the aroma's already... Oh, man. It's just absolutely... Cheers, boys. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers, oh, Tony. Cheers. cheers, the clarity you, immediately. Nice that's, that's a beautiful... It's <coughs> slightly cloudy, but just... Oh my, my. Oh, Maddie. Well, you've definitely nice one. nailed that balance. That's, it's perfectly sweet. It's not too bitter. The color is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, <coughs> that's just like golden sunshine. It's, so after, it's, it really it's is. It's delicious. <laughs> And it doesn't taste super boozy. Well, isn't, no, like it's, isn't this the danger zone though, Maddie, when you yeah, create something this drinkable yeah. with that 9%, um, which is, what's that in terms of, that's 2.7 standard drinks in a can. Yeah, mm. which is probably enough. <laughs> well, that's lovely. That's so we're just talking about the first batch we did that everyone sort of loved. It yeah. came out quite well. And then we remade the beer, I think, roughly six months later. For a winter. Um, so the first brew, as I said, didn't run very well through the brewery. Yeah. Um, and then we went to brew it again. I basically went to make it the same. Um, and it actually ran a whole lot better through the brew house. Yeah. So we got a lot more extract out of it. Yes. And I ended up actually having to liquor it back or liquor it back, put more water into it, yeah. essentially. Yeah. But the final beer came out a bit sweeter. It was sweet. And it yes. probably wasn't as well balanced as the first batch. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 
it's taken a while now, what are we now, nearly year five, yep. um, to make this again. Um, and that was some of the feedback that it was a little bit sweet. Yes. So with a beer this big that's a bit sweet, it does make it quite hard to drink. Yes. It's a little bit cloying, particularly yeah. as it ages. It a little fresh. bit what, sorry? Cloying. Cloying. Cloying in that's the mouth, a, yeah. Hmm, interesting term. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> with making a mess of our interesting terms, <laughs> It's all cloying. It's, yeah, it's, it's so awful. cloying. Yeah, cloying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to use that tonight. It's very technical. This, this tastes like a beer that's going to get, oh, like the, the flavour will change as it gets a bit warmer, do you reckon? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, it is still quite cold, but yeah. as it warms, more of the hot flavour will yeah, come yeah. out. Yeah, no, yeah. That's awesome. And do you enjoy, as a brewer, do you enjoy brewing these sorts of beers? These, these, this is quite a large IPA, it's double IPA. Yeah, well, it's, it's a challenge to mm. get it right. Mm. And we, it's not something you brew every day. Um, like we said, we haven't brewed it for probably three years, so... Going back and using the feedback from a few years ago, making sure that it, you get one shot, you want to nail it. Yeah. So, yeah, there is definitely a challenge in doing so. I, I, it amazes me every time because <clears throat> just to give some um, insight, your team, brew, we don't have a pilot system. We don't have a 50-litre little brew house or a 500-litre no. brew house. So when you go all in with this um, and, and brewed at Rivermakers, what's the, what's the batch size that you're actually brewing? Uh, this one here was 1,500. Yeah. So we bought the two 1500 or 15 hectolitre fermenters over from Oxford Street. Yep. Um, which has been good for doing stuff like this. Oh, brilliant. So we can do the sort of more, I guess, limited or specialist limited. I guess, yes, yes. Um, where we don't end up with 35 hectolitres that's going to sit around for a bit longer. Yeah, right. So we can do a beer like this, punch it through. Hopefully it's gone within the first month. That's it. Um, and then Get roll it over the next month. best. Yeah, that's So it. 1500 litres, not brewing it in three years and then going mm. all in, it's... It's quite a sizable mm. batch, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Mm. But it's, um, I guess you just sort of base it on what's been happening through the brewery. Mm. Um, we've been using Rivermakers now mm. for nearly 18 months, I think. Mm. Yes. Um, so obviously you get, you get the brewery dialed in, you sort of understand how it works. It was a fair bit different to the Oxford Street Brewery, mm. a lot more efficient. Yeah, cool. Um, it's just a newer, sort of better design system, I guess. Yeah, bigger. And bigger, too. twice yeah. as big. Bigger. Oh, probably a bit more. Mm. Um, so it takes a little while to get everything sort of running um, up to speed how you want it and then when you get it dialed in you can sort of yeah, base the beers off that and what you've done in the past so speaking of dialing it in <clears throat> this um this can design is um it has the spirit or the essence of the original um revelry um but it's it's been changed and it's come into the same format as all of our limiteds now yep. and so revelry is the act of you know it's that true spirit of, of reveling and um, you know, probably above and beyond a normal revel. It's I've probably been known to uh, indulge in some <laughs> in a bit revelry, of revelry myself. Have a bit of revelry over the years. I think the first thing you said to me uh, when I talked to you about the new branding from Malt to Revel, you said, I do enjoy a good revel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this one is, you know, we tried really hard to get that beautiful gold wrap. Yeah, the first the one original. being the first birthday, we wanted to make it something special. So yeah. we had the beautiful gold. At the time, we had our standard revel can just with the gold band on the bottom. But I thought what, it was pretty fancy, man. Yeah, I like thought it was as well. Gold. So we've tried to capture that in doing this. And once again, Verg has done a great job. Yeah, Matt Vigottis, um, <clears throat> another shout out to you, mate. Um, this one has been taken to the next level. So I'd like to point out a couple of little things here. Um, firstly, the double IPA um, has a little tip of the cap to the Rivermakers um, history. Uh, it's actually the chimney from our our main um, building in the historic acetate of lime factory. So the little spark coming out of the eye in the double IPA is actually the chimney, which is really cute. Uh, 
Um, and it's these subtleties. There's little, there's love is After in the detail. After a couple of days, you'd pick that up. You probably yeah. would, yeah. yeah. You're like, is that? Especially in the bath. The, you know, bubbles around, you wipe yeah, yeah. them. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you should treat yourself. Yeah. Well, you did introduce me to shower yeah, yeah, yeah. Not together, but, you know, it was um, it was something that uh, I hadn't That's really why I still play footy, mate, so I can have a shower with the boys. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the next thing is probably those of you that went to uh, the Great Australian Beer Spectacular in Brisbane. Uh, Gabs. Us, yeah, Gabs. Yeah. Um, you would have seen uh, our little mascot, the Reveler, um, for the first time to make an appearance up on the, the, uh, the backdrop of our, our stall there. Um, so he's taking a, or he or she is taking a full um, prime position uh, on the front of our can now, which embodies everything that Revel's about. You know, um, our little Revel can just having a little bit of uh, revelry on the can. Um, and we're really proud of that. And look, you know, watch this space because there's, there's plenty more of that coming. And, and a big shout out to Matt Vigotis for um, producing such a key artifact for us. It's really cool. And we're going to see you uh, running around in the can outfit anytime soon. Oh, possibly. Roaming Matt in the can yeah, outfit. Is there a festival coming up where we can get oh, it's it There's always out? a festival. Yeah. You know, Tony, there might be a couple of different sizes of that suit. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I'll tell you what, get some orange tights on me and I'm there. I just can't wait. I've already got the white shoes, yeah. which is, uh, works really well. I think you would look good in gold, Tony. Yeah. Definitely. I think, Tony, this is the first time you've tried this beer. Are you looking forward to having a, a few more of these? Maybe a, a couple more. Uh, uh, not, not too many. <laughs> I think uh, The last time was the summer, so uh, it was interchanging between the pale and the, and the revelry. And some people thought it would be a funny idea for, to keep uh, bringing me the revelry instead of the pale. When <laughs> oh, you say people, you mean yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. What can I say? <laughs> I think it was Geordie that was serving him too. Oh, I can't imagine. I, was, I, was, I brought a few few people from work, and you know, uh, I was pretty excited about the first beer I'd made, and I got a bit huggy by the end. I think. I think there was a few cuddles. There was going a few around. cuddles, mate. It's uh, it is a beer that will make you cuddle yeah. in the end. So. There's nothing like the warm embrace of Tony yeah. after a few that, double IPAs. Exactly right. It truly <laughs> is something something to revel in. It's bloody delicious, though, mate. Like it's so. That's the trouble. It's so easy to drink that you uh, you have to sit down and have a couple on a row. Um, yeah, I, w I really look forward to enjoying this with some um, different so, um, food too, actually. I guess, step back, to, you asked me about how you make a beer like this. The other important thing, because it's such a big beer, um, it's a big fermentation. The yeast has to do a lot of work. So when you pitch a beer this strong, we actually we have to put more yeast in to start with because the yeast works harder and almost, I guess, for want of a better word, gets flogged out by the end of it. Flogged. So you really want to keep the yeast healthy. Um, so you need more in there so that each cell is not doing as much work because yeah, right. it's creating the extra booze. Um, and that's how you get that really nice sort of smooth, clean flavor. Yeah. Um, and also maintaining the right sort of fermentation temperature throughout. So we ferment the beers at about 18 degrees yep. um, on the yeast strain we use. Just make sure you've got good yeast health and then you get that really nice sort of clean flavour come out in the beer. Oh, That's how you get them really nice and smooth. It's definitely smooth. That's a and good You drink way some beers it. like this and they're a little bit hot, mm. um, which is, that so can be higher alcohols alcohol. and unhealthy fermentation. Mm. So you want to make it sort of nice and clean and then you get the nice clean flavour of the beer. Mm. Mate, so it's, it's absolutely amazing and it, it always blows my mind how much goes into making these beers. You know, people see the tin, they open it and they enjoy it, but the science behind it and everything that you guys do in the backgrounds. It's truly, truly amazing. 
Um, but it sounds like this is very much a limited beer. There's not a lot of it no. in terms of package. Um, so um, would strongly encourage anyone who wants to get their hands on this to get on our online store at um, rebelbrewingco.com.au uh, and order some um, before it starts to sell. Um, and it will be limited released through our, our good bottle shops, um, the Indies, and um, yeah, keep an eye out for it in your local. And if you've enjoyed the first one, uh, I reckon this is a good successor to that. Second one, you know, was all right. Had its area for improvement. This is this is bloody great, though, mate. Fantastic. Nice Beautiful. Cheers, guys. Oh, cheers, guys. We'll enjoy the rest cheers. of this. Yeah. Well, some of it. <laughs> <laughs> There's five more lined up for you, Tony. Yeah. Summer hours, of course. Summer. Nice one.